Do you know what every single human alive has in common? The desire to get away from feeling anything negative or uncomfortable. We want to avoid feeling bad and we will do anything to get away from bad feelings. Think about it. Perfectionism and people pleasing, those are strategies that keep us from feeling rejected or judged or criticized. Well, today we're going to hang out with one of those hard feelings, disappointment. I'm going to break down the two or three sub feelings that make up disappointment, as well as give you a list of things to explore that will help you with this anti-feel bad campaign. So ready to get into some bad feelings together? (laughs) Actually, I think you'll have a different perspective of disappointment once this episode is over. All right, this is going to be fun, y'all. Let's get it started. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? We'll stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, y'all. Hope you're doing well. So, yeah, I am excited to be back and doing this kryptonite episode with you. I'm hoping you guys understand what kryptonite is, right? Like Superman and... Yeah, these are things that people pleasers want to run in the opposite direction from as fast as possible. So today we're going to be talking about disappointment is another kryptonite for a people pleaser and a perfectionist, really. I just have to start by saying disappointment is such a great experience to avoid. (laughs) Why wouldn't we want to run in the opposite direction of disappointment? We don't want to feel let down. We don't like it when we let others down. So the whole disappointment thing, it really has a direct line to perfectionism and people-pleasing. And it's the high standards. It's the high expectations we have as pleasers and perfects. By the way, that's my new shorthand for perfectionists because I just can't say it every single time. I say it so often, I just decided to make it easier for myself. So high standards and expectations. Yep, we have them as pleasers and perfects. And as you might know this, but let me just kind of put it in front of you again. High standards aren't reality. There are too many human factors that are mixed into interactions and situations for us to be able to have these ideal versions of how things will go or how things will turn out or how people will act. We just can't control that. We don't have the levers. We're not sitting at the the engineering sound booth changing the levers to the volume and the places that we want them to be. We just just don't have that power. And it sucks, but it's reality. We cannot be right. We cannot be on time. We cannot hit it out of the park every time we try, no matter how much we want to. And because we can't do that and disappointment shows up when we can't hit it out of the park, we have two feelings, at least, that I've come up with that are components of disappointment, and that is 
the feeling of sadness about things not turning out the way we wanted them to, but also the feeling of anger when something doesn't go as planned or like we want it to. And those feelings are inescapable. As much as we want to avoid them, they're feelings and we have them. (laughs) That's what perfectionism and people pleasing though, that's what we hope we're going to be able to control is not having hard feelings. We want to escape hard feelings. We so, so badly want to control the outcome of a situation with our actions and our efforts and even our thoughts. And yet here we still have hard emotions and we still fight them. Oh my God, do we fight that shit? Like double down so that the next time we're going to definitely get it right and not feel bad. I mean, how much energy and effort does that drain from us? One kicker for a people pleaser around trying like hell to avoid disappointing others is the desire to also avoid another big feeling, guilt. We feel like we didn't come through for a person in a time of need when we feel guilty, or we weren't able to fix or relieve the person of a situation that was stressful when we feel guilty. And because of that, we're worried that they will be upset with us and think negatively of us. Especially, they might think that we're selfish, which is a kick in the gut for me personally. Can't handle having someone feel like I'm selfish. So, guilt is a hard feeling to feel for sure. I hate guilt. (laughs) And I feel it without any effort. It just happens as a pleaser. We read into someone's text message that they aren't feeling fabulous about the situation and we somehow, through a text, feel responsible for it somehow. Like, I should be there doing something about this. It's just a human condition, though, to want to avoid negative feelings and experiences. And we've got three or four we're stacking up right now, right? Disappointment, which has feelings of sadness, feelings of anger in it, and then also this other kicker of guilt. It is just the human condition though. We cannot avoid negative feelings and experiences. When somebody doesn't come through for us, when there's a miss, a cue that wasn't picked up, that we need something and therefore we aren't seen or heard. (laughs) You know, we're standing there just hoping someone can read our mind and they don't. That hurts, right? And no one wants to feel hurt, whether it comes in the form of sadness, anger, disappointment. We don't want to feel it. And yet, as a pleaser, we try so hard to make every shot and never miss a cue. But again, let me just underscore this, highlight it. We are human and we miss and we let people down. And This one might be a hard one to take in, but just let it swim around in your head for a second. We're also not responsible for other people's feelings. So like the guilt thing, that's like us going ahead and being responsible for somebody being in a stressful situation that we can't be there to help them out of. That's their feeling. We don't have to relieve them of that stress, but as a pleaser, we want to be seen as somebody that can get you out of the jam. And aren't we there, you know, backing you up and just the best friend. (laughs) But 
We cannot take responsibility for other people's feelings. Even if it's disappointment, even if it's their sadness and anger that they're feeling. But we can take responsibility for our own feelings. So I'm going to tell you a little story. I was inspired recently by one of my longtime favorite TV shows, Survivor. Sorry, but it's my guilty pleasure. Actually, I'm not sorry. I I watch it. So deal with it. (laughs) I'm practicing letting you have your feelings about it. And my guess is that it probably really doesn't affect you very much. So we can move on. Anyway, in Survivor, on a tribe, there is always someone that's like the grandma, right? Like the person that isn't athletic and they're just, I don't know, they're just not survivor savvy, right? And they're going to have to take a turn trying to like lift a heavy wooden puzzle piece at some point in the game, or they're going to have to try and land a sandbag on the top of a tall platform at some point in the game, right? Nobody escapes participating. And it's going to be a pressure situation, as always in Survivor, right? And there's going to be a food loss or a tribal council visit if this person doesn't come through. And this grandma-type person, (laughs) that person's going to fail, right? I mean, even the, the big strong folks on Survivor sometimes just can't throw the little ball into the bobbing uh, basketball hoop that's in the rough water when they're out on some kind of platform in the middle of the ocean. Like everyone is going to fail at some part of Survivor. They're they're just not going to be able to rise to the challenge. They hope they can and they try really hard and they might just not make it happen. And they will for sure disappoint their teammates and feel disappointed in themselves. And that loss might result in no food for two days just because they couldn't toss a sandbag high enough to perch on a tall platform. Like who in the hell ever... (laughs) anticipates that they're going to need that skill, right? (laughs) Who in the hell ever approaches that task with like, I totally got this. (laughs) No one, right? So yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hit it out of the park every time, right? We're not going to land that sandbag every time. So what happens when this teammate, this tribe member lets the team down? Everyone feels bad when they don't win. Everybody's having negative emotions, right? Like you see the tribe walking back to camp, you know, across the sand and their heads are hanging down and they're just trying not to rail on the person that couldn't come through for the tribe. And the person that messed up is like all covered up in shame, you know, and just like, oh, if I had only done that, if I'd only done this, like everyone feels bad and they're all wrestling with it. It is hard to watch. And one reason why I kind of like Survivor is because it's unpredictable. You don't know whether that particular challenge 
is going to be out on a platform in the ocean. And that particular day, the weather is going to be bad. You just don't know. And that's life. That's kind of why I stole Arch Survivor. It's just, it's, it's life, right? We feel shit. And sometimes we feel bad shit. So if you can't handle when the bad shit happens, like small bad shit or the bigger bad stuff, (laughs) if you can't deal with that, then you will be crushed and you will be scared of being shunned or cast out or rejected. So if you want to lessen the grip of disappointment and not feel crushed and so scared and spend so much time preemptively trying to control the outcome of a situation and meet these unrealistic high standards, being a perfect person or being the nicest person in the room if you want to be a pleaser, if you like really seriously want to loosen the grip of disappointment, then you've got to learn to ride the waves of feelings. And I mean negative feelings. I mean the hard feelings. So take a look at disappointment since that's our topic. (laughs) Just ask yourself how it feels to be disappointed. Now for me, I get sad first when I feel that wave of disappointment. Sometimes I still get into like this kid mindset and think that just because I want something, it should happen. So when it doesn't, I'm like, oh, why didn't that happen? So I remember as a kid being told that I was going to go to Disney World with my aunt and uncle, not my parents, which was bizarre that I would be able to go somewhere with my aunt and uncle and not my parents. But this particular aunt and uncle, because I had two, they had cool things in their house. They were like mysterious. They did not have kids, right? I can never understand that even as a little kid. But you would go to their house and they would have all this like crazy stuff from around the world because my uncle was in the military and they moved all the time. So these people to me were like exotic and different. And if I was going to be able to spend time with them and at Disney, are you kidding me? I mean, what just happened in my world? Like I took a turn and things are going to be better from here on out. (laughs) And then I told it, was told it wasn't going to happen. No explanation that I can remember, at least that I could understand probably as an eight-year-old. But I remember that feeling crushed, sad, kind of curious about what happened. And if it was something I did, because of course, as kids, we always wonder if it's something we did. Powerless. Ugh. I could not control the outcome of that decision. And honestly, I felt a little lost because all the buildup in my head and all the images I had and the feelings I'd already borrowed (laughs) that I was sure to have in the future, I just kind of brought them in. I'm like, happiness, you know, Mickey ears. (laughs) I don't know what else I thought, right? I just borrowed all this fun stuff from the future and I just brought it right into the present. I was like, this is my life. Well, all of that wasn't going to be a reality, I didn't have any of those fluffy, fun, light feelings and images and things that I could bank on anymore. And I felt kind of empty. It was like somebody said, you're going to have a party. And then 
no, you're not. I'm pretty sure I moped around, you know, I was a kid, head hanging, quiet for a while, probably still holding out hope that it would swing back in my favor. <laughs> like we do as kids, because we are so powerless. So I know what it feels like for me to go through disappointment. Now ask yourself what it's like to be afraid of disappointing someone else. This one, it's a trap. It's a bind. It's a no-win situation. And it will keep you hustling and striving and proving yourself. It will keep you fawning, right? People-pleasing. It will make relationships feel conditional. Like they ride on you being able to rise above the human status and be there whenever for whatever with a smile on your face. So for us to not be so scared of disappointment, whether it means we actually hang our head and mope around or we're like doubling down and hustling trying to prevent this bad feeling of disappointing someone else from ever happening again. But for us to not be so scared of disappointment us feeling it or others that are involved with us feeling it because of something we couldn't make happen, we need to do a handful of things and they all have to do with riding the wave of emotion. So here's a list of things that we need to do that will help us through the difficult emotions that are wrapped around disappointment. And doing these things, thinking about these things, keeping them in mind, they're just an attempt to make the feeling of disappointment not so kryptonite-like for us, not so big or scary or awful that we stay in our perfectionism and people-pleasing to try to avoid feeling bad. So I just want you to recognize riding the wave of emotion is one way that we decrease these kryptonites for ourselves, like anger and now disappointment. Okay, one, we learn that feelings are inescapable. And side note here, if you try to escape the negative ones, you will also block yourself off from the positive ones. It's just the way things work. Emotions are emotions, right? You can't say, you hand up like no to all negative ones and somehow be open to feeling light, loved, joy, laughter. It just doesn't work that way. Two, we get to know our own beliefs around disappointment, sadness, and anger. So we don't keep avoiding feeling them, which is those two questions. What is it like for you to feel disappointment? What is it like for you to feel like you've disappointed someone else? Get to know why it's a bind for you. Get to know what you believe about being let down yourself. Like I said, I had this weird belief because I was a kid that maybe I had done something wrong. I had made my parents mad and they were like, nope, we're going to take this privilege away from her. So you got to get to know your own beliefs around your feelings. Three, become comfortable with reality and stop living in a world (laughs) where we don't have bad moods 
or hard seasons or tough circumstances to get through. None of us are immune. Even if we try super freaking hard, like perfectionists do, or we try super freaking hard to be the nicest person in the room and take all of your stress away like a pleaser. Be comfortable with reality. We cannot escape bad moods, tough circumstances. We just can't. And as pleasers, we don't really need to feel guilty that other people have feelings about what's going on for us. Like, I can't be there for you. If you're upset with me, I get it, right? I'm going to have to work through my fear of you being upset (laughs) and having that bad mood or hard feeling. I'm going to have to work through that so that I don't keep doubling down and trying to make it up to you the next time. Okay, number four, move through, sit with, get curious about whatever phrasing you want to use. Get curious about your negative emotions so you aren't so scared of feeling them or being around others that feel them. I think I kind of started that with number three, right? Get acquainted with your guilt, And as you work through that, as you get curious about what's going on and the beliefs you have around super high expectations of yourself, once you work through some of that, you won't be so, oh my God, I can't handle this. I have to do what this other person wants me to do. You won't be so much like that, that you'll fall into people pleasing again. You'll know, okay, this is a hard feeling. I'm working on getting through it. I'm going to have to trust that the other person is going to work through their hard feeling too. It's a lot of trust, I guess. Okay, number five, learn to love people as an adult. This means be mature about what you can do and stop promising people, even unconsciously, that you will rescue them from any discomfort. Kind of like if you were their parent. You can't run and sweep them up out of you know, the road when a car is coming. Also, don't allow yourself to swing to the other side and act like a kid with people, a kid who's starving for positive attention for someone. So I'm going to do this song and dance for you, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm worthy of you being nice to me. Learn to step into your adult self and use perspective to keep you in alignment with being honest about what you can and will do for others. Six, find some grace with yourself and fill your own cup as often as you can, right? You're going to need that resource to manage the emotions that come up. You're going to need some internal reserves to ride the waves of emotion. It can be little bits here and there where you just go sit outside and tip your head up and feel the sun on your face. It can be you know, grand gestures where you go to Cancun for the week and lay in a hammock and have somebody bring you pina coladas, whatever your thing is, I don't care. Just start to recognize that in order to ride these waves, you're going to have to fill up. All right, that's it. Basically, we're talking about how to work with emotions, okay? So good luck as you go out there and accidentally let some people down because you can't be perfect. So yeah, I see you all. I love you all. Have good weeks. I'll talk to you soon.
Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.